Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Happy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks? I hope you're paying your taxes, you little fucks, because I know someone yeah. who isn't. Uh, uh, I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper, and welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. <laughs> I, Hi, Dipper. I'll tell you one you? thing you're not doing, paying your internet bill. You can't hear me. You just fell out of sync. Did I? Now you're back, but you're very lagged. I think your cat is uh, out there, like, just pulling at your internet yeah. if uh, anyone wires. can tell, I have, no one's watching, but I have under boob sweat because my cat jumped out of a window this morning, and I had to find her. Because she no was like, good. you know what's better than living here? Death! The outside world! Death! You're fully frozen. You're switching. Okay, oh, you no. switching to the 5G, which always causes the tiniest bit of lag, and now you're back. I'm black. <laughs> Wait, are you a holiday person? Absolutely not. Yeah, me neither. Isn't it? Don't you find it wild that people are like, I love celebrating Christmas? Yeah, cr- Christmas I get because it's like a time for family. Halloween, no, Christmas I don't... you get because of the gifts. That's why I like, you like the, it. I like mm-hmm. things, but I um I don't get Halloween because I don't understand decorating for one night to then take it all down. Yeah, Lauren, uh, a f- friend of ours who was on the podcast, Lauren Lafkus, has I I I uh, saw it through her window the other day a Halloween tree, which is oh, a Christmas heard tree, about this. but it's orange, and I told her it was I wrong know. and that she should take it down, and it offended me as a Jewish person. When you were a kid, did you ever have a friend whose mom had like holiday trees all year long? Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, and I had so a lot of white she's friends. She's just living that fantasy. She's just having that for herself. People Would do. You? I mean, I feel like it's like you either like celebrating things or you don't, and I'm definitely a don't person. Well, do you, are you a holiday person? Are you a Hanukkah person? No. I know you made latkes I mean, one time. We do. I, I do holidays in my family, and we do all of that because it's an excuse to like get together, but I don't care. You know, when people are like, Labor Day's coming up, I'm like, when is that? Memorial Day's happening. I'm like, who invented that? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tax day is coming. Not for some people. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to pay my taxes this year. And with that, we're going to go to a break. <laughs> we'll be right back and not pay our taxes. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, 
There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with factor meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back, and I'm very excited about our guest for today. Um, we teased this a little on the Tuesday episode, um, mm -hmm. but I want to know things like, how many iPhones does she have because of all the videos she makes? Does mm -hmm. she pay her taxes? What holidays does she celebrate or protest? What are was things her you show know? filmed in a garage, or where was that set? <laughs> Where do you live? I am confused about your location at any time, at any given point. Let's bring on to the show Megan Stalter. Hi, Megan. Hello, I was, Megan. Like, I was like, wait, should I comment? Should I start answering? I was wondering if I should start answering. I'm a holiday person. I'm in Ohio. It's, oh a, quick, it's a quick fire challenge. Yeah, I was like, wait, should I go? Should I jump in? Well, first off, you go by both Meg and Megan, right? Yeah, it's kind of just, I, you know what? For me, I shorten people's names. Yeah. So I'm a big, if you know my sister's Abby, I call her Ab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. <laughs> Got it. So I love Meg and Megan. Yeah, both are my names. <laughs> what a great way to that's like so easy. celebrate some yourself. Are so, like, my boyfriend's name is Michael. And if I ever call him Mikey, he gets mad. And I'm like, really? we're, just, we're just playing games. Yeah. But I think I understand that because that's like a triggering thing for me. Okay. Because, I mean, if we're going to believe you. We're well, we're going to bleep all this because it's a running joke on our show that we bleep our names all the time. <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah>. But <laughs> to me is really triggering, <laughs> except <laughs> when I got older and started fucking dudes, older dudes would call me 
And oh, then like a and that's like a sexual okay. scenario. I was yeah. very into it. But yeah. gives me like big guy. Like, hey, big guy. Oh, I yeah. hate big guy. But from the right circumstance, it could be, oh, okay. Oh, we're having- hey, big hey. guy. <laughs> we're having a good time. <laughs> My brother's Nick and I call him Nicky, but I think I'm the only one that calls him that. Yeah, See, but now do you I'm like- into that. Lift your voice and wink at him when you go. While my brother and making out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. So you are from Ohio, is that it? Then. Is that the oh one? yeah, I was so confused. I thought you lived in LA. Like I was always like hoping oh, to see a stand-up show with you. Oh my but, god! So you are you are an East Coast diva. I've just moved to Ohio back from New York, and I was only in New York for a year. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm. I really want to live in LA though. I know um, things are a little wild right now, but can't, I, I would love to live there. I think it's beautiful. I've always loved L.A. Yeah, I also feel like you're on the track. Yeah, right? you are. To just like come here and do a TV show so. or something. I, I yeah. hope well, if anyone's listening, I'd like to be on television. Yeah, that's who listens to our show. <laughs> uh, big time agents. <laughs> we're trying. Net- we're trying to get me out there working. We're trying to get me out there. Sex. Yeah, very bad. Oh, I love so being in Ohio. <laughs> you only lived in New York for one year. So is that you moved back because of everything that's happening right yeah, now? I'm assuming. Okay. I, yeah. So what made you go to New York? Was it comedy? Were you doing comedy in Ohio before you left? So I moved um, to New York from Chicago. So I moved to Uh, Chicago to do comedy. Yeah, so I'm kind of a Chicago comic, really. Yeah. Yeah, I love Chicago. It was the best. And so you, we have a friend in common who, spoiler alert, I don't know how to say his last name, even though we're friends, Alex Grelly? Oh my god, my favorite! <laughs> it, yes, he says you're it saying it right, not Alex Grelly. Right. Yeah, yeah, Am yeah, I yeah. saying it wrong? I'm like, no, 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 I'm no, bad no. with I, last I, names. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just—he's one of my favorite performers in the whole world. Yeah, he's so amazing. If you haven't heard of Alex, um, he does amazing Shelley Duvall he's fantasy. Unreal, yes, he's done like he—he he, like self-produced this incredible digital sort of like right at the height of everyone doing online and digital shows. Yes. He produced this thing with talent all over the. Co- I mean, it was really incredible. He He's he is a very cool person to uh to look out for in Chicago. He's the best. I mean, the way he curates a show. I don't even use words like curate. Well, <laughs> but the way he like he writes shows for spaces. Like I, yeah. he's just amazing. He's so good. Yeah, I love him. He's, I yeah. met him sort of in that like Salonathon performance yeah. art, like stuff at the hideout sort of scenario, and we oh, knew each other place. for a while. And then he's like, he's like helped me on music videos and and stuff like that. He's fantastic. Look at me, both smiling, thinking they haven't <laughs> talked about me. They haven't <laughs> talked about me in ninety seconds. Triggered, triggered, triggered. No, I just think I love that interesting. <laughs> Just eat. I think it's interesting when you talk about Chicago and things like Salonathon and stuff like that because it's stuff that like is so foreign to me. But anybody mm. from Chicago knows exactly what you're talking about. Well, so, it's a place for art, true artists and uh, creatives. That's what Chicago it is. It is crazy. It is its own world. Like it really it's like is. a comedy college or something. It's crazy. Did you go to? Did you go to college? Uh, I. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was in college for so long. Oh, really? I took so many different classes and have no degree. Like I had Sick everything. I, I, would be, I would be in nursing classes and then be like, what am I doing? Halfway through class, like, what the hell am I doing? I'm not a nurse. And I got everything I could get to get like a liberal arts something. And I didn't even like apply to graduate. I just moved to Chicago. I was like, I obviously only want to perform. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like, so you were, were you doing performing research. during that? It was like, I, I always, uh, I grew up loving per- to perform. And then after high school, I was like, oh, I have to be a nurse or a teacher. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Like a nurse, a teacher. Oh my God. I was, I was going to be a missionary. <laughs> like I was yeah! doing. <laughs> Where were you going to go? I was, I spent like six months in Peru, like with, with like being a missionary. <laughs> I, I mean, I tried everything, but was like. No, I I literally will only be happy if I'm performing. And then was like, let myself do it. And performed a little bit there before moving, but was like, no, I'm going to go for it. You performed for the people that you were doing. We performed a lot of Christian, a lot of Christian sketches. Oh my God. (laughs) There's a lot of, a lot of Christian dances. I'm not a dancer. Like I fully, (laughs) I'm a mover. I'm not a dancer. I'm a mover. But you are a a good mover. (laughs) I'm a mover. Fully had staph infection all over my body the whole entire trip. And no one, no one took me to the hospital. No one cared. (laughs) It was insane. Where was God then? Uh, you know, I think he was going, you need to go back home. <laughs> you need to go <laughs> back home. There honey. is a stage with your name on it. <laughs> you need to get out of here now. And also, yeah. for our listeners with a keen ear, you do hear that God has a slight twang when he speaks to Megan. <laughs> she, uh, she you does. know what? You need to go on back to the States and hop up on that <laughs> stage and give the people what they love now. and what they deserve. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, you it sounds like you were doing some good, which is yeah. nice. And my heart was in the right place. <laughs> my heart was in the right place. Because <laughs> missionary, it, that's not just a position. That is like a, you're like helping communities. Mm, well, that's a lifestyle. Yeah. And spread the <laughs> that word. That is a lifestyle where you're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep asking for money from the church and stay here and try to do good. <laughs> I just, I think in my heart, I was like, if I'm not going to do what I love doing, if that's not possible for me, I'm going to try to do something helpful. I'm going to try to be a nurse. I'm going to try to be a teacher. But then in reality, it's like, oh, no, what you're good at, it does help people. You know what I mean? Not to get yeah. cheesy, but, like, that's what I'm meant to do. I passed out uh, when my sister gave birth, so I, sh- I can't be a nurse. <laughs> can't be, be a nurse. nurse. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you think you could perform? You were yeah, just like, it's not wanna... viable. So I didn't realize, like, I just thought um, that that to perform after high school would be like moving to L.A., having enough money to live there and going on auditions. Like, mm. I didn't know it could be like you're making your own stuff and you're doing stand up and you're living in Chicago for like four fifty a month. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I just was so like, oh, it's not possible. I don't come from money like I can't. I, and then when I got a little older, was like, let me just do it because I'm not I'm not happy and I'm just going to try. Yeah, that's so interesting because growing up in Chicago for me, all I saw was people doing it, mm. but not making money doing it. And so yeah. to me, the, the it was always like, oh, you can be a creative, you can perform, you can, you know, make theater, you can do anything you want, but you just have to make sure you have some other job. So it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't possible, but it was literally just like, um, oh, you'll never be successful at it, but you'll always have the opportunity <laughs> to do it, right. which I think is such an interesting <laughs> sort of that way to approach so making yeah. art. Yeah. 
No, when I was in Chicago, I was fully nannying like 50 hours a week. Yeah. But I loved it. But I also like didn't know that could even be a job because in Ohio, you can't make money from nannying, you know? Right, right. Right. What neighborhood would you walk around that stroller with? Oh, my God. Uh, Bucktown. Bucktown has a lot of nannies. Yeah, for like five (laughs) years, I nannied for the same family. They're like my kids. I'm in love with them. Yeah. I, love, I did really some hard. nannying work too in Chicago. Oh, yeah. yeah, I I no. took care of a lot of ch- grown child men in <laughs> Boys Town while okay. I'm in drag. I'm directing them around the bar, telling them where no. the snacks are. I was like, you oh. nannied you nannied their unborn children. You were babysitting them in your I was butthole. Taking their, yeah, I had their cummies right up in my sweet little hole. <laughs> I was in. I was getting ready to be like, what parks did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I ran into you. <laughs> oh no, but I was a nanny. I was a nanny in LA, and I do think it is um, one of the hardest jobs, but it is the most fun because you don't, you just kind of get to do whatever, but you do yeah. have to take like a little annoying thing around with you. Sometimes annoying, sometimes they're <laughs> yeah. fun. No offense to your children, Will. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> So, oh, producer Will has children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one, well, a bun in the oven and one in preschool. Oh my God! Congratulations! I, I tried right. to get a nanny job out of it. I'm like, do do you guys do you need someone to walk? <laughs> oh my God! My agent when she reached out to me, I tried to nanny her kids. Like I wasn't in the position of being like, oh she loves she loves my stuff. Like she <laughs> messaged me on Instagram, and I go, I see you have cute kids. She's like, let's have a meeting. Like who are you rep by? And I'm just like, oh my God, your kids are cute. Do you? I was like desperate for money in New York at first. You know, like when you first yeah. moved there, you're like, I don't have a job. So I was like. I, yeah, I'll love to meet, but like, do you need a nanny? She completely ignored that. Trying to get you a real yeah, yeah. job, real job, and you're like, let me get them kids. I'm like, She's I'm like, in this for the job, long haul. <laughs> my job is to get you jobs. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was at I was at a uh, birthday party for a very rich, famous person hosting some room. <laughs> And when the people would come in, they would talk about their kids. And I was like, well, outside of this, I'm a nanny. And I was like in full drag, like <laughs> drinking drunk, breathing on them, being like, listen, if you want me to watch your kids, I'll fucking do it. Like, I'm so good at it. Listen, no takers. No takers. No takers. Nope. Not a one. Oh Why not? Saying, I love that. And didn't want you to watch their kids. No, neither did jump off mama. <laughs> All right, and he sang, wanted... he sang Africa from Toto three times in my karaoke room. In a row. Why? I don't know. That's fun. That's who I want to watch my kids. I don't want someone being boring watching my kids. I don't I have know. kids. I'm acting like I have kids. I don't have kids. <laughs> You're like, Kara, sh- shut the TV off. Mommy's recording. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I just thought it was funny. When I'm a big fan of you, and I've been watching your Twitter videos for a long right. time, and I liked watching your the show, the Megan Stalter show, which I think is hilarious. Oh my gosh! It's thank so you. wild. But why, when I go on Wikipedia to look you up, it calls you the front facing camera comedian, like you are the pioneer oh of front god. facing camera comedy. Does it what does say that? Mean that? To you? Yes, it does. It's the Get first off. Pioneer, honey. Well, I'm let's not. Just say this. Any of us on this call could just hop on there and get that off, right? Oh, Isn't that the idea with Wikipedia? How does it work, uh, Wikipedia? Anyone could write anything? Yeah, I, I think got, I think you have to be like approved. It? I think it is fact checked. Whoever's running know. mine is not fact checking. <laughs> because uh, yeah, So that... you looked down at your phone one day and you were like, 
Wait, there's this a front camera run. here. I <laughs> guess I'll be mean? a star. No. I don't even think when people even say that, I would think I have a different vision in my mind of what that would mean. I don't think I do front facing camera videos. Do I? No, I don't think I think you they're do. more sketch character stuff. Like front facing, I picture you in your house and you're like, this is, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> I was at Walmart yeah. and this funny thing happened at the end, but you you play like a full character. That's so I guess what I that think. That answers the question of what front facing comedy is. Right. I think it's like a front so facing, like you're Vine. doing a character, no background, no makeup or costume. Maybe I'm wrong though. I feel but like you do. I, agree I mean, with you. you do talk to your cell phone and yeah. publish it on Twitter a lot. So I but did, it's always a character. It's not you mm-hmm. trying to like tell a joke. I it's did like, a video yesterday. I would consider probably a front facing where it was like me pretending like I was mad at a Starbucks worker and I was in my car. That's yes. probably front facing, right? But yeah. then like my Planet Earth video where I'm like in the garden with my bra <laughs> on, I'd picture that not being front facing, right? right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, right. Correct. Or like you, you also recently posted a um, a real estate commercial. Which oh, shout yeah. out, oh, shout okay. out to your Ohio hustle. It seems <laughs> like you have a whole new income stream out there. It's fun getting moving around and having a different set. You like different sets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, different sets. Someone's house. Different unfinished homes. Yeah. <laughs> Were you just walking into houses? <laughs> well, I was like. Okay, I asked my, my brother helps me film a lot and he's so good and he like truly will get a better vision than even me and I'll have to argue like, okay, I'm kind of like came up with the idea, let's film it like this. <laughs> and then his idea is always better. But he was like when I asked him to do like film me around our house, he was like, I know that I know this um he goes, I know I know a place where there's all these un, like f- these homes that no one lives in and there's for sale signs and he gets he drives me this one building that has a for sale sign. I'm like, this is not what you meant. You are driving me to like an area. We are driving today and finding a place where there's like a home being built. Yeah. And we just drove around and found it. But like That's he promised so me that. <laughs> he and said he knew where there was through. a place and then didn't <laughs> deliver. <laughs> so how soon do you get an idea and then like execute it? Is it like two or three days between it? Or do you take a long time to come up with these? I have a hard you're time. you're turning them out so quickly. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I go, because I really try I feel like I try to keep it up like I feel um nervous if I don't I, it's a, it's my own thing like if I, a couple days goes by and I don't have something I feel like okay I have to make something you know um I feel like I have a hard time waiting like if I get an idea I have a hard time not doing it that day and posting it that day wow like the that real estate one I I wrote it and filmed it that day and, and I think only posted it the next day because I was having trouble on iMovie <laughs> nice <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Meatball and I talk about this a lot because he'll sort of mention an idea mm-hmm. and I'll say like, oh, we should do that. Or like we talked about this a long time ago. He was we were talking about some someone wrote in about being monogamous or not monogamous mm-hmm. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And we sort of jokingly started singing that Muppet song. <laughs> Monomina. <laughs> and we on the sh- on the podcast, we were like, we should make this a parody song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I literally <laughs> Two days later, I had this written it like down. This seems like you're setting up an attack. <laughs> I wrote the whole parody In of the song. Of and then I sent it to Meatball, and I was like, let me know when you want to record this. And yeah. it's like, nothing. It's like, if so, so very much like you're saying in the moment, like, if he doesn't do it, in the exact moment mm, he thinks okay. the idea is bad whereas i'll make something with my music videos we also yeah. talk about this all the time 
the one I'm about to release in October, we shot it in February and I wrote the song probably 18 months ago. See, I, just, lo- like, I love that planning. Yeah. yeah. No, like Alex Gorelli has an yes. amazing like dedication to planning things out and to styling things. And I kind of wish that I did instead of like drive myself insane thinking about something until I can make it and put it out. It's almost, you know what I mean? Like right. I have something inside of me that's like, I won't be able to do anything else unless I make it right now yeah and post it and i don't know what that is but i kind of wish i would plan things out and like <laughs> like I, kinda, I feel like I'm really envious of that because then you it, it's even better you get to plan it out and really take your time but it's also like you know it's like not to quote miley cyrus but it is it, you can find the best in both worlds you know what yes. i mean like oh i thought you were gonna say it's the climb <laughs> oh my <laughs> god they, i feel yes. like they both apply <laughs> Because I can imagine you making a TV show at some point and like partnering with someone who has like a really intense sort of planning and execution vision Mm. and you're able to throw ideas out and then that combination would like make something really fantastic. That is the dream to have like a producer that can like read your mind and have it all going. Yeah. But you kind of had your own show with the Megan Stalter show and I've mentioned it a couple times. You did. You fully did. It was named after her. It was it was named after you. What was that like and how did that all come to be? Because it looks so cool. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. So nice. I I had so much fun making it. It was a, truly a dream. That show we made in Chicago and it's all Chicago mm. people. And it's um so there's this guy and Nick Moore. He's amazing. And he did the show with me. And it started just him wanting him being like a we're kind of friends. And he was like, I want real really want to make something with you. And I was like, it took a little while and I was like, I really want to do like a talk show that's from hell. <laughs> and then we we actually did. I think that is the project that we kind of waited and planned out a little more. Right. It's funny because we talked about making it for so long. But then the actual writing, I had to wait till like a week before to write it. Because like, there's something uh, about really wanting to make it that I get too excited if I'm writing it and I want to wait till the last minute. And when it's a real show, I won't be able to do that. Like when I right, write a real right, show, right. you know, yeah. you have to plan it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if I, I always, my best work is always when I like wait till the week before. Yeah. It truly I is. Like that pressure. There's something about it where it's all I'm thinking about. I don't know why. It's hard yeah. for me to write something and be like, we get to film this in three months. I just have never done that. Well, right. in that three months, all I'm thinking is like, oh, I should change this. I want to change yeah. this. It would be better if this happened. And it's too late. They've yeah. already made all the plans. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Literally, anytime I want to pitch something, I'll, I'll message my manager like, I have an idea for a show. I write the whole like treatment in two days. And she's like, okay, let's like go back. You know what I mean? Like, it's so like, I get too excited about something. Well, it is so wild because even, you know, in the 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 handful of like sort of industry chats or whatever, fuck, like, I mean... I don't even know about that other thing. Remember, Meatball, when we took you in and got you signed up for that thing? It's oh, like, yeah, is I was going to have my own st- fucking show. I don't even know if that's happening anymore. Right, and then they put you on hold for like a <laughs> yeah. year, and they're like, we're pitching it, we're pitching it. And you're like, oh, my God. I, can I was like, all right, my- well, I, have, I had like three <laughs> other pitches happen in that yes. time period. And you can just like pull your cell phone out and do it. You know, yeah. there's something yeah. so powerful about being an independent creator. I think so- that's what, yeah, I think that's what made me after high school be like, well, I can't see myself going to LA and waiting on auditions. But when I realized we can make our own stuff, it was like, oh, that's done. I'm only going to do that for the rest it of my life. It was over for you, honey. Hoes. It's done. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so Okay, you, I don't have to be in nurse school. <laughs> you recently got some really awesome press where Variety are they called Variety Magazine? Variety. Oh I variety. Think, I think you could throw the magazine, but I think maybe it's without, right? I think it's just variety, <laughs> honey. Okay. Do they even print real magazines anymore? I'm like variety um, magazine. But- it sounds. <laughs> it, that sounds oh my too god, old. we have to cut, cut the part <laughs> out where I don't know what it is. Variety, variety magazine named <laughs> you. Variety e-blog named you. Um, uh, one of the top ten comedians to watch in 2020. Correct. Yes. That was really nice. That's (laughs) incredible. I was really, wow. It was really nice of them to do that. (laughs) No, I'm really excited. How did you feel? How did it happen? What happened? Did you know it was happening before it was published? Yeah. Yeah. They do. They tell you that and you're just like, wait, what? And then like, I feel like a lot has happened in quarantine, which has been really strange Mm -hmm. because it's like you're excited, but also you're like dealing with. The, all this hell and so <laughs> you know what I mean it's really I feel like I got a lot of press during quarantine because I I had to make stuff to feel um not depressed and you know and um I feel like it's just as much for me as other people because everyone's like corn corn queen you know like oh, oh yeah. she's the quarantine queen it's like I'm trying to survive over here but I am really happy that people are <laughs> you know liking it <laughs> It just makes me think like, yeah, I was like um, fighting off a psychotic break and somehow uh, I got a lot of press for it. Literally, like truly, that's what it feels like. But I also feel really, I don't know if y'all feel this, but I feel like followers and like people watching this stuff has been so much more personal or like I've gotten like personal messages feeling like, okay, like this is kind of, um, this this has helped me, but... Like, I feel like really close to the people that are watching it more so than before quarantine. Yeah, I feel the same way when I get messages like that, because I'm like, yeah, I'm going through something and I know what I'm putting out is a little bit weird. But like, (laughs) for you to be following me and still taking this ride with me is like really nice. It feels like we're together on it. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's like we're all going through the same thing. That's when does that ever happen? Like. It sucks, but it. But yeah, Variety named me. <laughs> yes, no, but I mean, like, I am excited baby. about it. Don't think I'm like, take me off. No, I'm thrilled about it. No, but it's also it. like you're like, we're all going through the same thing. We all got named one of the. We top all ten are people. number one on the no, top ten list. I feel really lucky. I feel really lucky. I'm. It's just. It's really funny because in Chicago, like, just no, but it's just so hard to get any sort of press or anything or like people watching you or I, I didn't know how to get an agent or a manager or anything like I just started putting um that show online do you find that there's like uh and we're gonna take a break after this but do you find that there's like a snowball effect when the press stuff hits because I for mm. instance like I first heard about you from Matt Rogers and Bo and Yang, who would like casually mention you oh, on their podcast. And they would be like, oh my God, Meg Stalter. Oh my God, her videos. Oh my God. And I was like, let me see who this person is. And so I like looked you up mm. and I started following you. And then I was like, oh, she's so funny. And I watched your show. And then all of a sudden it felt like this barrage of press. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, people talk about it all the time. Like there's some sort of cosmic moment when like things line up and everyone goes like, oh, let's look at her. Like how, she, you know, and then it's up to you to seize that moment or not yeah. but has especially like in this weird time you were alluding to it but like 
does it feel like a snowball on top of a quarantine on top of a pandemic? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel like um, right before I moved to New York too, like there was tons of, the the reason I had such a good time there was because the New York comedians were talking about me and sharing mm. my stuff. And then when I got there, then people wanted me on their shows, which is re- usually is really hard, you know? I mean, just months before I was be- like, you know, putting up shows in Chicago, begging people to come. And then right. since like some co- comedians are sharing your stuff, then the managers are watching because they watch the- who they're representing, who they're talking about. And yeah, it's just like totally snowballed. And then during quarantine, like I was like, I'm going to make as much stuff as possible. So I feel <laughs> good. <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, I think it totally is just a snowball effect. <laughs> and then the quarantine. <laughs> That's so wild. <laughs> And I also think it's wild because we think about, like, the hub of entertainment being in New York and L.A. Mm. And, like, you're like, well, here I am in Ohio, and what's up now? I'm doing my (laughs) podcast. I'm making my videos. I'm entertaining people on the internet. And, like, I'm in Ohio. Right. Variety was like, so where are you? (laughs) Like, every interview is like, you're in Ohio for how long? And I'm like, as long as I, you know, someone wants to get me work in LA, I'll go. But I'm here right now. You're like, I'm in the Hollywood Hills. No, I'm in Ohio. (laughs) Do you feel like rules change? Like, now that everyone's everywhere, like, do you feel like, or do you, you know what I mean? I feel like you could live anywhere right now. And oh, absolutely. Just fly and go to work it and doesn't come back. matter. Yeah. Because yeah. you have That's to wild. be quarantined for so long to do anything now. Yeah. Right. And they're paying like for girls to sit in a hotel for two weeks before they go on a tour. And I was like, to sit in a hotel, I'll do that. I'll order room service. I'll run up your tab. <laughs> I love yeah, there being are, in a hotel. There are drag queens who are being brought yeah. to the UK and shit to tour, and they literally have to stay for two weeks just sitting there. Totally. It's, it's wild. So wild. So wild. Yeah. And, you know, fucking Tyler Perry opened that amazing, huge studio uh, in Georgia and Netflix opened their studio in Albuquerque. Mm. It's like I think people are really spreading things around because, you know, you don't have to be on the coast. Oh, my God. Totally. And I've always been like, why do we all have to be in L.A. or New York? Like, yeah. it's so expensive. it's fun, Megan. It's so expensive. It's so expensive, but it's worth it. I Is do it? really want to live in L.A. I just feel yeah. like it's so glam. Everything's gorgeous there. I've always had a great time. I actually didn't want to move to New York and was scared. But then, Really? Yeah, I was so I scared. I love New York. But I once go I got there, I loved it. Loved yeah, it. Meatball You'd move loves back to New York. York. Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, when there's just, shows every night, oh my god! Yes, and then show hopping, just like mm. getting on the train and running to Brooklyn, and then getting back. Oh, so good! Ah, yeah, it alcohol. was the best time of my life. Truly, like once I moved there, like my first trip there was so stressful, and then when I moved there, I was like, "This is a out of a movie." I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know when I first went to New York, it took me a week to figure out which way to turn out of my apartment to like go the right direction. <laughs> yes. Like I could never remember. And I was like, well, it's a grid. I'll get there eventually. Oh, I love that. I'm so dumb. It's All hard right, to get well, around. Let's take a quick break and we'll be okay. right back. Ooh, Okay, we are back with uh, Marguerite. What's the, is Megan the full name? <laughs> yes. Is there a, full... a longer name for Megan? <laughs> well, I have a middle name. Ooh. 
Laurent. And Marie. 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 It's very like classic middle name, Megan Marie. Megan Marie? Yeah. Megan Marie. That's good. Do you like it or are you like, oh, everyone has that middle name? No, I like the two M's, Megan Marie. Yeah. Megan Markle's middle name. Do you, are you are triple triple same name as her? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, Megan, I could. I bet she has Marie as her. I could see her. Yeah, Megan Marie, Marie Markle. <laughs> yeah, I have she's a question. Triple you you yep. were in New York for only one year. Did you ever see a Broadway play called uh, Wicked? No, I I wish I saw any Broadway plays. You didn't see anything. I was oh, so I... busy trying to like. Just get a get. I would get take all day hustle. to get into a general meeting. It was so hard to get around, but I loved oh it. God. I loved being there and like doing shows. I wish I would have saw Wicked. Have you ever heard the music from it? Oh yeah, I love what? I love the music. Oh good, 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 good. good. <laughs> I was just double checking. If you were to play a character in Wicked, what character would it be, and why? So I I've never seen the actual musical, but have heard the songs. Not all of them. I feel like the Green Witch probably has better songs, yeah! right? <laughs> the Green Witch. I don't even know their names. Her the, name's Alphabet. Alphabet. Okay, you can have that. I feel Listen, like the Green I was going to say the Green Witch too because I was like, that, "That's the most makeup," and you love makeup. I love. Yes. I love and a strong makeup look. Loves to make fun of your strong makeup looks. So how yes. was that? She literally just got me to buy expensive eyeliner, and guess what? Loved it. But then the little brushes wore out in a week. Uh, you know, like the dip ones, like oh, yeah, because usually I buy Elf and it lasts for forever, mm-hmm. forever. It's three dollars, and then she got me to buy a fifteen dollar one. I was like, this is so expensive. I'm always gonna be like that. I'm always gonna be like, makeup should be free, <laughs> and it's so expensive. <laughs> I buy the cheapest stuff, and she's like, oh my god, what are you doing? And it wore out though in a week, like the little beautiful brush. <laughs> so would That's you so say true. your your go to makeup? Is a big wing is eyeliner. It's eyeliner, and I um someone commented on a video the other day. Do you even own mascara? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, I for in my brain, I'm like, no one notices I'm not wearing mascara. <laughs> <laughs> or people will be like, oh my god, the eyeliner's oh. Either they'll be like, I love the eyeliner look signature, or they'll be like, I love how funny her eyeliner looks. Like, is this a part of the character? Yeah. And I'm like, I thought it looked good. I mean, some videos it's bad, but usually it's good, I thought. Do you know that Meatball has a makeup palette? I do. Oh. I have an eyeshadow palette. Are and you serious? I'm coming out with an I'll send you some. I would do anything. And I We're going to have to bleep that, William. The eye, what kind of eyeshadow is it? It's... You have one? Uh, you have one by it's you? It's a rainbow. Yeah, I do have one oh right God, over here. I'm Hold obsessed. It's See, a I gag. love makeup. I just never buy. I don't. I never know what to buy. I, my like my pitch for you and get your get your agents and your managers <laughs> on the phone. You need to transition. Yes. Uh, a part one one part of your lane of what you do as a creative into mm. doing some like makeup beauty interaction. I would do any. <gasps> Look at this. this. Oh it's God. a full rainbow. I and ha- then these five are cute, like really cute glitters. I'll send you, we'll get your address after this. I'll send you one and I'll send you the new stuff. Well, because you know, my favorite thing ever is a very like bold eye color. Mm-hmm. Besides the, the eyeliner is the eye color. It's oh the shadows. God. It's yeah. the shadows, honey. So where where do you draw your inspiration <laughs> from? I don't, I don't even say shadows. The eye color. <laughs> the color that like you put color. up here that you rub on top. I'm like That's a kid. what I like. <laughs> 
do you get your like inspiration from, or is it just like a a look that you were like, this is me? So, um, you like comedy wise or look looks wise? The makeup wise. The makeup wise. Okay, you're like, yeah, we're talking about makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I feel like it's evolved a little bit. But um, when I do my makeup and hair, I I try to go for I don't even know if this is coming across, but I love like a vintagey sort yeah. of seventies like baby blue eyeshadow bold liner. Is that coming across? I, I've been doing no, the it middle comes part across because I was gonna ask, okay. I was gonna be like because the light blue garage doors are my favorite on you. Yes, that's my favorite. Yeah, and okay. then you do a solid wing. I love the look. It is Thank very you. vintage inspired, and everyone knows I love a little vintage diva. Yeah, I look love, at your wallpaper. I'd love to look like I was from the seventies all the time, but like with Dolly Parton makeup. Yeah, you know, very that. Yeah, very that. But where do you get your comedy inspiration from? Who are your, oh, some of your okay, favorite comedians? I see comedians? what you did there. We both <laughs> yeah, like I'm bringing it around, baby. <laughs> Second half is on me. Oh my god, I love um, any characters that feel like real. Like, like if you're watching them, you're like, are they serious? Like, you know, John Early, Kate Berlant, mm-hmm. like anytime they're doing something together and you're like, wait, are you, if you've never seen them before, you're like, are they joking or? <laughs> right. I think that, um, definitely like Christopher Guest movies. Did either of you recently watch that Amy Schumer sort of pregnancy documentary yeah. that she had? No. Okay. So I had seen social media clips of John Early officiating Amy Schumer's wedding. Oh, yeah. But I had never sort of seen the full thing. And the amazing <laughs> thing about how they cover it in the documentary is they show the wedding. And John Early is fully doing yes. like a female character at the wedding. And John, he basically has a Karen wig and a blouse on and some yeah. pants and some slacks. And that's about I it. I love him. And so he's good. officiating the wedding in character. And they just say... Um, like they just like title him as like John Early comedian and friend. Like they don't. There's no don't sort of like it, story beat where Amy's like, wouldn't it be hilarious if John did the wedding in character? Like they I don't even mention that. it. It's so it's funny. So funny. It's like romantic part of the documentary. They're like talking yeah, about their wedding. Yes, and they're talking about like how much they love one another, and then like yes. her husband's like family speaks about how they're so happy that he found Amy, and like moments before John is just it, like full character officiating a wedding. Looks so crazy. They never mention it. Has anyone asked you to officiate their wedding? Oh my god! I wish. I feel like jokingly, like over cameo or something, but not for yeah. real. Meatball's done it in drag. I did. Um, I mean, the experience of officiating their wedding, I had to write like everything and I did not know That's a lot of work. Mm, It was a lot of work and it was also in the middle of Vegas and I had to walk (laughs) through a full-ass casino in high drag and my bra broke and one of my tits fell out. So it was a really interesting (laughs) day for me. And it was a wedding. Yeah, you have to write all of it yourself. Well, I did. I mean, I'm sure that there's some like... I officiated my friend's wedding, and I had to write. So the night before, I went out with them, and I got the the whole wedding party drunk and had them all tell me (laughs) stories. So then the morning of the wedding, I was, like, writing it based on what I remembered from the night before. Oh, my God. I slayed it. I yeah, that's it. an amazing idea. I feel like you did such a good job. I want you to officiate mine. I'm single, Ooh, but <laughs> baby, I'm single, but I'll be calling you. Yeah, <laughs> do it. it'll be a competition to see who has more eyeliner on the day of the <laughs> wedding. Very that. This is oh. a perfect transition into our last segment, which is called Fuck Talk, in which 
<laughs> we talk about fucking. fucking. Oh my god, I love it. I'm a now, virgin. You were. I was well. gonna say you were a missionary, so I assume you are a virgin. <laughs> I was a late virgin, though. I don't know if this is diving right in. Yeah, dive. <laughs> go for it. Okay, I think I was like 24. Oh yeah. Oh. Because I was like waiting till marriage for so right. long. Were you really? Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's just what you're taught. And in mission, there was um, they even do things like that really make you feel weird if you were to have sex. We'd have like these beautiful rose ceremonies. <laughs> Sounds very cultish. Uh, and there was this night where we were like in in missionary school. We would um we had this beautiful romantic music, pedals all over the floor, and they'd be like, "You're gonna be devoting yourself to God, and like to promising Him that you'd wait till your wedding day." And I'm like, "God does not probably thinks this is gross." Like, my, I still believe in God. I'm like, God probably was like, "What the hell is she doing?" <laughs> like, it's so. So I was like 24, and I um it was like I moved to Chicago, and I was really horny, and was like out of my mom's <laughs> home, and <laughs> was like. Yeah, I'm going to start having sex now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dipper, how old were you? You were late, too. Yeah, I think, uh, when do you graduate from college? 22. 22. Okay. Right? Or 21. Whatever, I did it, I, I fucked my like, professor a week after we graduated. Oh, my God. Whoa. Really? You've never told the story. I'm sure I have. No. Whoa, I would remember. that's hot. Oh, yeah, I was, okay. Uh, I was... Story time. <laughs> I have to know every detail. <laughs> okay, so I went to um, college for. Uh, I I was. I'm trying to say this because it's like two Google clicks, and then you absolutely know what professor I <laughs> fucked. So uh, there was a professor. Maybe don't, maybe don't. There was a professor that I interact with, interacted with in some way at my college. We had been in all of my interactions with him. We had been flirting wow. uh, during in, school. During school, okay. in a way that, like, for my birthday, <laughs> he gave me a Karma Sutra book and nipple clamps. Oh, okay. okay. My God. Okay. So First this all, was leading up to the flirting. That's, wrapped, that's, a, that's like we're dating. Wrapped yeah. in like like a little fur pelt. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this. That sounds like a murder kit. How did it start, though? Where it was, yeah. Like, what was the, you know? Well, so this is where, it, like, we were working on something that had, like, a lot of conversations about the Karma Sutra. And so in in the, like, project, there was, like, reference to the Karma Sutra. And so there was a lot of conversation about sex. Mm. And because we were, like, working on that project, we, like, it was really easy <laughs> to talk about sex together and then yeah. he gave me this thing for my birthday and so basically the week after we graduated because i've also always been like a goody goody so the week after we graduated it's like out of a movie um, yeah this is i much. like called him up and i was like <laughs> i got this bottle of wine if you'd like to share it and he was like come oh out god. to my ranch and so i like oh drove god. out to his ranch see and- this is See, all gay sex stories seem like a murder right up until the actual (laughs) sex happens. And we walk around his, like, you know, his, like, house or whatever, and he's, like, giving me a tour, and then he lights a fire, and we're, like, eating fucking apples and grapes and cheese and wine, like, laying by the fire. Oh, my God. And And then then he said, even if you scream, no one can hear you. (laughs) And then... Oh, God! (laughs) And then we started kissing, and then eventually we fucked, and Were you so nervous? I had sort of planned on, here's what, he had made it clear to me mm. that I could get it. And so that 
to me, my nervousness has so much more to do with the fear of mm. rejection or like misleading. But it, it it was so clear that this was going to be a sexual experience that I wasn't that nervous. Like I wasn't nervous to like put my dick in a butt. Like yeah. the actual act of it didn't feel. It's like, the like, oh, who makes the first move? Like, is right. someone going to make a move? And yeah. yeah. So I fucked him, but we didn't finish because I literally threw his back out and he had to stop <gasps> because he was um, 56 at the time. Oh, my God. And you and were 23. 22 or 21, whenever that was. Whoa. Wow. So, Mag, Mag, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds so hot. I think that okay. sounds so like, yeah, there's so many. Yeah. I'm speechless. So I later, I think later that's so cool. F- found out he was a horrible kisser, but I really oh. didn't have a frame of reference. Oh, uh, like so, I was like a full like I had like kissed like two people before that, like from like a spin the bottle yeah. game type of shit. So we went all the way, and then I went back and I fucked him a second time, and then we also didn't finish that time for some reason. And I was like, "Do you ever want this nut or what?" <laughs> And then then I, like, basically, from talking to other people, I basically found out later that I wasn't the first of my kind. Okay. it just sort of made me be like, ew, gross. And I honestly felt good about getting it out of the way because it made me feel like I was in control. Yeah, totally. Mm. It's like like, you have a good hot first story. Like, most people do not. Thinking about the way he kissed... Right oh, now, yeah. I'm like, I got the heebies. The How what, was it? Was it like big and wet like, and over your whole mouth? Or oh, the oh, tongue no. lashing out like when that. When they come at you with the mouth <laughs> open and the tongue out, you know you're in for danger, girl. <laughs> Wait, so Meg, what about your first time in Chicago? My first sex. Was... Yeah, your first sex. <laughs> first sex. <laughs> I so, you're like, are you sure you had sex? My first sex. <laughs> Was with my worst ex. My worst ex. I was obsessed with him and in love with him. And we weren't even dating. He like broke up with me. What? <laughs> and you weren't even dating. He knew I was a virgin. And I've done a lot of other stuff uh, until this okay. point. So it's not Brag, like I didn't know. Brag. I knew, you know. And um, it was his birthday. How gross is that? <laughs> what a dick. And I like, it just was so, um, I was so nervous. And uh, not nervous to like, if he wanted, he obviously wanted, but. It was like just nervous about it, everything about oh, it. You had sex with him on his his birthday. birthday yeah, I will. Say, what I always say though is, I did hook up with two of his um, ex girlfriends after, like Go when I on. came, kind of realized I like girls. The first girl I ever was with it was like his ex because we became friends, and he dated so many girls in comedy. It was bound to happen, you know. Like it wasn't like I was searching for his oh, ex girlfriends, yeah. but it was just bound to happen, and. um yeah, I was I was so obsessed with him. It's so crazy looking back where you're like we're so in love with someone and then you're like, "Ugh, on his birthday." And it was like he didn't make me, you know, like I mean, he was fine, but I I remember him saying like, "Well, this is weird." Like cuz I was so nervous. Oh. And like we've been what? together before, so like but not full sex. And I remember him being like, "Well, this is the weirdest sex." I'm like, "Okay, well, now uh, I'm dead." Yeah, now <laughs> Just all I was I'm thinking like, about is you yeah, saying I mean, that. That wasn't a wild sex cat yet like i <laughs> didn't know what to i just kind of was like nervous like and he was older he's like he was like 33 or something wait oh so i'm God. curious because i you know like i fuck men i've never fucked a woman before and i don't 
have the experience like you know in general everyone says men are trash men are trash Mm -hmm. i feel like obviously a lot of gay men are trash but i feel like that generally goes for like men who fuck women and then treat women like shit are trash do you do you still are are you sort of like fluid in in who you date are you all over the place and what is the difference between the men and women that you've interacted with oh that's such a good question i would say i'm like I have dated mostly men, but um, just like just now, the past year, dating more women than men, and mm-hmm. and it's just because I um was so used to knowing like when a man liked me, like when we- it's so easy, you know, like right. I was brought up feeling straight, <laughs> like I didn't realize I was yeah. so into women and um, non-binary people, and like I just like was so used to dating straight men, and they just. Right. It was so easy knowing if they liked you, but also dating women, I found it's so much easier to communicate or at least the ones I've dated and the men I've dated. It's easier to it's easier to like have check in texts. Hey, like, oh, we're texting different now. Do you like are we still on the same page? I feel like if I text some of the men I have dated that they'd be like, oh, my God, she wants to date me for real and doesn't want me to talk to anyone else. Get away! Yeah, Yeah, like, get away from me. You want to marry me. Like, that's my experience with him. Like, oh, my God, she wants to marry me. And I'm like, no, I'm just I'm texting other people, too. I just want to know where we're at, you know? Like, I feel like um, we're just really, I feel like the women I've dated have been better at communicating than the men I've dated. But it doesn't go for all, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. That's what I feel like is a big difference. I love that. That's such like a... That's a good answer. Well, yeah. And it's also something that you learn as you like explore. Like I... Mm. I, Fucking some of these 50-year-old men that I fuck around with, you're just like... So you literally will not respond <laughs> to anything. Listen, that's because they don't know how to text back. They're still on their jitterbugs trying to clickety-click. Literally, I get a message that's like, you hungry? Meaning, not right. let's go on a date. Like, meaning, come suck my dick. And you're like, you should get there. You should get there and be like, I'm ready for shrimp. Be like, I brought take Bubba me to Gump, the Red Lobster, Bubba Gump shrimp to go. Did they do yeah. takeout at the Bubba Gump shrimp factory? Probably. Did you have you ever worked? Wait, okay, so we didn't. Oh, get, have, there, 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 there are a couple questions that have been weighing on my mind. One, yes. Have you ever worked you in retail? What are you going for? Is what did you say, Meepo? Have you ever worked in retail? How do you work with people? Oh. oh, have I ever worked in retail? I've worked at a dollar a dollar movie theater. Oh, <laughs> I don't oh. think that's really retail though. No, I've never. I, I've had really weird jobs. I never worked at like a store. I um did like telemarketing when I was in high school. I worked at a movie theater. I did a lot of nannying, mm. and I <laughs> never worked at a store. But I think telemarketing? I'm telemarketing. With... <laughs> it was a uh, yeah. I worked at um like my ex stepdad's telemarketing office. Did you practice characters on the phone? Yeah. You know what? I had um a gay boyfriend in high school and we both worked there and we had a bunch of games we would play on the phone and be like, if you say this word, you get like this, this amount of points. We definitely shouldn't have been working there. And I'd be like falling asleep <laughs> on the phone. And I worked at a Panera bed, but they never let me um, use the cash register. I only was able to pick up dishes and that's like not a job there. So I didn't, I don't know what they thought of me. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't train me on anything else, but I've never worked in like a store, but I I think I'm, I'm a bad waitress. (laughs) I'm a bad waitress. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really bad. I worked at a friendlies and I um, just, everyone was mad at me because I, I would get so stressed. 
I remember a man right. flipping a, a plate and was like, what do I have to do to get a refill around here? And I was like, oh, I'll get you. <laughs> I'm good at with people, but I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> you see him flip the plate and you beeline to make things better. You're like, sure, yes. let me go. Oh, what yeah. Do you need? <laughs> I actually got it's normal that he did that. I'm just like, oh my God, did you have a Diet Coke? <laughs> let me get that for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Have, did you guys work in retail? <laughs> I, I did a little. I people, used to work at. never had a job. What do you mean? I worked at J. Crew in <laughs> Soho, honey. Did you have to oh. wear J. Crew all the time? Do they make you wear the yes, clothes? Yes, when okay. I worked there, I had to dress in J. Crew. But the worst part was that I was still in like theater school, and I didn't want to dress like a J. Crew nerd, so I would always like have three bags with me because one would be like my work outfit, Very one would be like my school Very outfit, and one would be like I love my workout that. Yes. outfit. Such a mess. But everyone, like, eventually, my teachers were like, "You're not like the other kids," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "You come in here dressed too nice," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So oh, I, I had to stop wearing J. Crew to dress nice. Yeah, I think it was making other people uncomfortable around. <laughs> like, put some sweatpants on. Yeah, they're like, come on, dress it down a little bit. <laughs> this is voice and movement. You don't need two polos on top of one another. I and I was like, listen, that. this is my comfort outfit: pink and green <laughs> polos. I actually love the idea of bringing like dance clothes somewhere. Like like going to a dance class. I love the idea. I'm not a dancer, but I love the idea of being like, oh, my warm up clothes. That reminds me. My mom used to dress up in a full tennis outfit to drop me off at school to then just go back home to go to bed. Because she needed everyone else to see her thinking that she was on the way. No, that's a woman who's busy. She's got she has an an image to uphold too. I've got a nap to take. She had a nap to take. Um, I, oh my God, we've talked about my job, my childhood jobs, right? I worked at an animal hospital. I worked oh. at a chi- Chinese restaurant in the kitchen. Yes. Fun. Um, I used to teach art classes. Uh, oh my God. I've had so many jobs. Yeah. I got my first job mowing lawns. At Any like of those jobs. I'm like, can I get one of those now? Years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Chinese restaurant was great, except my boss was so shady because she paid me $5 an hour and I only worked three hours a night. Oh. So I only made $15. And then I would be like, oh, I want to get sweet and sour chicken to go. And she was like, great. And your employee discount of 10%. No. So I would leave Whoa. there. With like, oh. I'd leave there with like dinner and $7.50. Yeah, you were just eating there and hanging out. Yes. <laughs> you were running errands. Completely. So oh crazy. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, so the other big question I have just a curiosity, a lot of your characters do have that southern mm. twang <laughs> and there's just something so fun about slipping into that um you know but i'm from the midwest and obviously like ohio is a northern state <laughs> yeah uh do you have like southerners in your family yeah that you're emulating oh okay yeah my aunts are very all you know tennessee texas my mom um, will literally get a southern accent when she talks to them uh, fully a southern because her whole life she moved back and forth from tennessee to ohio yeah and so like i guess i'm just like mom you're talking in a southern accent just because you're talking to your sisters you know you right. get so you're around some people you start sounding like yeah. yeah yeah they have my aunt has the strongest southern accent yeah she's so funny she's a megan salter character yeah for real <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> So we've been yeah. around that our whole lives, yeah. There's something like it's so interesting because I find that like that twang always is like sort of like soothing. Like I'm always mm. like, oh yes, but it it's also like it's like 
it's it's like taking a nap with one eye open when you hear that accent. <laughs> yes. Because often I feel like people with that accent are going to be the antithesis to like yes. my political views mm-hmm. and my like like how I see the world. Yeah. And so anytime I hear someone being like sweet and southern and hospitable, <laughs> I'm always like, I want to go to you, but yeah. also I'm like, I feel like you must think I am a heathen <laughs> and the devil. It's like such a, a Jewish side- faggot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. my god, totally. I'm watching this show called The Great American Barbecue Off or something. It's on Netflix, and one of the hosts is this famous barbecue artist she's a white lady like 50 years old or maybe 60 she old and she has a huge accent and she's so nice but i'm a little bit like i know the first three people you sent home were black and i know it's yes. you choosing yeah is this lady a racist megan you're like answers. when you go home how many confederate flags are exactly hanging i'm just like so what crazy. is yeah. happening i don't know if she's anyway Interesting and people, show. And people talk about how racism isn't baked into the fabric of Americana. It is you know so, what I mean? um, yeah. Like, how could they be so sweet to everyone thinking, oh, we're just, no, we know how to treat people and where you have manners. And then like, oh, okay, Christian, everything you believe. Christian <laughs> Yes. Yeah, exactly. Literally just the other day, I was like, oh, and has, oh my God, I just dropped her name. <laughs> she won't. I, I don't know if she knows how to turn on podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> she, um, I was like, I love and stories and nick was like she said some really weird stuff to me last time i saw her and i was like oh god i didn't know that now i feel bad for saying it maybe we cut out her name yeah, <laughs> yeah we, will. we will we will we can. <laughs> not that she would yeah not that she um follows everything i do but still she so dms you on she twitter <laughs> yeah hey i was listening to sloppy seconds and... are, are you from a family of performers or is it like just you being you so they're um, my siblings are funnier than me, but they're not okay. performers. So like yeah, okay. Nick has been Good. in a lot of stuff, and he's so. I think Nick can like. I feel like if he wants to, he could be a comedian and be in movies and everything. He's so funny. My dad's really creative. He's an artist, but not performers. They're all funny. They're just not performers. And um, interesting. I think I'm creative like them, but not but in a different way. But God, Nick is such a good improviser. My brother and my sister Abby. They're both so funny. Yeah. Not performers, so though. we should have booked them, or what? <laughs> like, let's get on. We always made uh, movies growing up, but just, like, they never like, they never pursued it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. we should get them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so uh, we're going to wrap up here, but you have a podcast on Forever Dog called Confronting Demons. Oh, yes. Please listen so to that. You, yeah, tell people, <laughs> tell people about your show. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, please listen to Confronting Demons. Look at me. I'm so bad at plugging. Uh, I'm like, I we're literally doing it. like, like <laughs> shared network sibling I know, I know. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, me and Nick actually do that. So, yeah. uh, and it's basically it's sort of a character fake confronting show. I'm kind of doing my like classic persona and we have... <laughs> comedians on and it's it's really fun and it comes out tuesdays and thursdays nice and you can download that and subscribe yeah. and do all the things that you do for a podcast oh my god they're um, gonna be so wanna... mad at me like why did you plug it like that <laughs> plug it confidently and yeah oh and if you want to see some really great front-facing and non-front-facing video content <laughs> you can follow meg at uh meg s stalter yeah, on Why Instagram is there there's, an ex, there's an extra S on Instagram, but on Twitter there's not. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know about? why. why I don't wait, you can change like you, you know you can change it, it really quick. I know. 
<laughs> I know. I don't know what. I have another Instagram account I don't know how to take down. And I don't even think it has the same name, though. So I don't know why that's a part of it. Girl, this is something it's your insane. agents can solve. Agents and management, send them a text. Do you don't know how, how many times they've had to unlock me from getting locked out of my Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> so many times. That is so funny. Oh, so my God. Funny. Yeah, extra S on Instagram. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we'll give Meg a follow. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I had the best time. Yes, Thank we're you so much. happy to have you. Thank you, uh, Will. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod or send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com. I think on Tuesday this will will play a voicemail. So if you've got a voicemail, Meatball, call us can they call and in? tell our fuck talk story. And we have a song now. At two one three five three six nine one eight zero. If you could only see Will's face because you are not in key at all. Two one two three, one, three five three six nine one eight zero. Oh, good luck with that one, William. <laughs> You can follow Big Dipper at Big Dipper Jelly and me at Spicy's Meatball on Instagram or Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which now come out every Tuesday and Friday. Doodle doot doot forever dog. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.